Well, hello there. Hi, from parents. I thought you said from Paris. I was like, okay. Uh, I was supposed to say I wish, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, it's been a minute. There's been a lot that's happened since yeah. we've last tuned in. There's another human being in this house. There is. A small one, but. I remember the podcast episode that we did where you did that. And I was like, are we going to do that? But this would be nearly impossible to do if she was awake right now. So She is. She's sleeping in the she living is. room. We have our baby monitor to hear if she screams. Right. Whines. Yes. But yes. she doesn't. She fussy. She's gotten a little fussier. She was not very fussy the first week, but week, week and a half. But she's gotten a little fussier, I think, because she's learned she gets things when no, she fusses. You past. give her things. <laughs> oh, we're trying to teach her that fussing doesn't get her things. But I mean she's only three weeks old, so Yeah, well, almost four, but Oh yeah. But yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a balance for sure. But yeah. We're, we're here to talk about our birth story and the after process being home having a baby as promised i've shared on instagram that you know I've, I've talked about it a little bit but i wanted to it's just too much to not be able to just sit down and you know talk about it so we felt like this was a good place to do that so here we are yeah i think a good place to start would be the night before the birth yes and so we went to bed and we got in bed about 10 30 11 yeah. i feel like our that's our normal like bedtime schedule is usually going to sleep around 11 or so and so this was the so saturday sixth, night saturday the 6th is when we went to sleep and you had your c-section scheduled for the 8th month uh, yes which was a monday morning so yeah. the 8th the monday morning that's when i was supposed to go in for my c-section um baby was breech she was pretty much breached throughout my whole pregnancy i don't know if she ever like flipped upside down at any point yeah from we've had we had multiple ultrasounds like not even just the ones you get at the doctor's office because you only get like four of those but i have friends and some family that are like ultrasound techs and stuff so i would go extra and get more ultrasounds just because I wanted to see her know if she flipped and different things like that and I don't think she ever flipped so she was pretty much breached the whole time yeah they say when they're small they can kind of just spin around there like you lay down they spin you sit up they spin but yeah as far as like week 22 on like when they're not just flipping all around anymore yeah every ultrasound we got was head up yes so i wanted very very much to have a vaginal delivery once we found out i was pregnant we started doing research on natural births and how to deal with labor and all of that so that was definitely my desire but it didn't work out that way so we just you know kind of accepted it and and made the best of the situation but back to the story so um my c-section was scheduled for the eighth and my water ended up breaking that night, um, which would have ended up being the 7th because it was at 1230, I think, or something like that. So 1230 in the morning on the 7th. Yeah, we got into bed and we're like, when you have your birth scheduled, 
you kind of we count down the time until it gets here. We knew Monday morning we were we were having a baby. So Saturday night we're getting to bed. We're like two more nights left, two more sleeps. This is like we've been doing that for the past like couple like, of weeks. weeks so we've yeah. been like fourteen days, fourteen <laughs> more just sleeps of just me and you. And we've done it for ever since we found out I was pregnant. We we stayed in that mentality of okay, it's not it's not going to be you know the two of us anymore. Yeah, and so about an hour hour and a half into that sleep. On Saturday night, I was laying in bed and I just kind of, you know, obviously, if you've been pregnant before, you know that you don't sleep super deep at any point, really. You you have to flip over every hour or more. And so I was did a little roll over to my other side. And when I did, I was half asleep and I felt a like popping sensation in my stomach. And I was like, uh, what was that? And then I felt like warmth down there obviously like the girls know what I'm talking about and so I immediately jumped up because I'm like am I bleeding like what's going on and I jumped up and ran into the bathroom and uh I like pulled the door shut because I wanted to flip on the light so I could see what was going on I didn't want to wake Jordan up and so I flipped the light on and uh water just gushed out of me like hit the floor and I was like you know every I feel like you have anyone whose water's broken, you have that moment of like, is this pee or <laughs> is this my water breaking? And so I, when that happened, I was like, Joe, <laughs> that, that, no, that's what I woke up to. Literally. I feel like I barely went to sleep and I hear Joe, which I kind of get, I've been woken up like that before over little things. Like if she hears a noise outside or something, should Joe, but I know I could tell in her voice that something like serious was happening. And so like I come out of a dead sleep, like what? And I just like kind of listen because the door's closed. And she's like, I think my water broke. And I just kind of sit there for a little while. And she like opens the door. And I like kind of come. Do I walk? I walked over there and looked, right? I can't remember now. But I just remember like that happened. And then like, I'm like, okay, I need to make sure this is what this is. So I like went over to the toilet and like, anyways, to spare the details, it, water just kind of kept coming out. So I figured out, I'm like, okay, this is my water breaking. And at, at that point, at some point when from, from the toilet to the, like you can see the bed, like from the <laughs> toilet. And so I'm just like talking. I'm like, I think, well, okay, yeah, I think this is it. Like it's, it Do we broke. need to call like, somebody? Do we need to text the doctor? Like what do we need to do? He's like, just sitting on the edge of the bed, just like staring at me and like unbothered. And I'm like, what are you looking at? <laughs> like, I think we need to do something. I don't know if I was waking up or if I was no, just kind of in shock or totally. what. But. You were like in a dead sleep. So it's like, it's obviously understandable. But with a C-section and our doctor had just told us this like a couple weeks ago, but it's like, you don't really want, it's not a big deal if you're able to to kind of get things going and move, but you don't really want to go into labor when you have to have a C-section because things can start progressing quickly and it just makes the um, surgery rushed. Yeah, rushed and it makes the surgery more complicated. It can kind of lead to, you know, some different complications and things like that. So we were kind of just on a time crunch because that's another thing is as soon as my water broke, I like started having contractions. And at that point when we were at home, they were about like 14 minutes apart or something like that. So we were, we had our hospital bag packed, but we didn't have like, obviously we weren't expecting this to happen. So we didn't have like all of the day to day things together and ready to go. So we, it took us about an hour before we actually got to leave and head to the hospital. Yeah. And we were just kind of wondering like, 
is our doctor going to meet us there? Like, what's going to happen? Who's like a hospital? We just go to the ER. Like, what happens? And so Kimber ended up telling me, like, just call up there and see what's happening. But if you don't know, if you go into labor on the weekend, you may not necessarily get your doctor that you plan to do your birth. And so we uh, actually had the on-call doctor. And so, I don't know, things were just kind of, they, they, we thought things were going to be very planned. And even from the get-go, everything was kind of unplanned. Totally, yeah. Like, that was kind of the one thing we said, like, you know, we were trying to find the positives in the in the C-section because that wasn't the route that we wanted to go. But we were like, okay, well, that's one thing is like, you know when she's coming and it's all, yeah, planned <laughs> you can plan out. Everything, you can yeah. plan everything. And it was like, nothing's planned. Everything's going crazy right now. But yes, so that was another thing that was kind of scary is my doctor wasn't the one that was on call. So the person I've been seeing and trusting for the past nine months months wasn't going to be the person doing this major surgery and so that was really scary for me but when Jordan ended up calling the doctor that was actually on call was um, one of my friend's doctors and she had she had already told me about she had a great experience with him like he's great at c-sections and everything like that so I was like okay like that makes me feel better at least I'm thankful that it wasn't someone that I just didn't know who it was so yeah and we Kemper actually made this. I was about to say we made this decision. Kemper made this decision as uh, before we even uh, got close to the due date or whatever. But we had chosen kind of just to do parents at the hospital. And so we got to the hospital. And as we were getting ready for the C-section, it was just our parents kind of there waiting. And they're doing all the checks on Kemper, making sure the baby still breathed, making sure her water did break, kind of just getting her ready. And then it's pretty much time. That was 1230. We get to the hospital probably around, I don't know, two. And then they take her back for surgery around 2.50 or 3 a.m. Yes. And really quick to touch on the, the parents thing of making the decision to just have parents there. I kind of knew in the back of my mind, like I can get very just kind of overwhelmed and overstimulated. And I know that the thing to do, at least here around here, is have all your friends and family like come to the hospital and come in the room and, you know, different things like that. And and that's what Jordan ended up saying when I said, I think I really just want to do parents. She was like, oh, it's kind of the thing to do, though, for, you know, everybody to come visit you and everything. And I was like, I know, but like. I feel bad, but like I have to take care of like my mental health. And I know that there's going to be so much newness happening and going on and whatever that like, I just think this is what I have to do. And it's funny because by the end of it, Jordan was like, I'm so glad that you made that decision because it's like, it is so overwhelming and stimulating, just like all the newness. It was just a lot. So at the end of the day, if you need to make that decision for yourself, like don't feel bad. And the people who truly love and care about you will understand. So back to the, back to the, (laughs) back to the birth story. Yeah. So they take Kemper back for, for, to do the, uh, Epidural. Oh, yeah. Which that's something else I did get a lot of questions about. I'm going to try to quickly touch on questions that I got um, was like the epidural, like did it hurt and stuff like that. I'm sure it depends on who does it and where you go. But for me, like it was a, a sting, like just kind of a bee sting, like nothing crazy or anything like that. They did a great job. So that wasn't like a I was very scared about that part. And that was a part I had always been scared about. That was a big reason I wanted to do a natural birth was because I was like, I don't want to like have a needle stuck in my back and stuff like that. But anyways, it ended up being totally fine and great and whatever. Um, 
I also don't like like not having control of my body. So the fact that you get that and like your lower half, you just feel it like getting warm and numb and stuff. And anyways, that can kind of be scary. And Jordan wasn't in they I don't know if it's like this everywhere, but at the hospital we went to, um, he like wasn't in there for that part. Yeah. We talked to our doctor like and prepared all before this. We're like, so I'll be able to be back there, right? Like we'll be able to do this thing together. I'll be with her the whole time. And they're pretty much like, yes. Well, they go to take her back and they're like, you stay out here. And I was kind of thinking like, okay. And they're like, we'll come get you when, when it's time. And I was like, okay, interesting. So they take her back. I mean, I don't see her for 10 to 15 minutes. Then a nurse comes out. That's the next thing I say. A nurse comes out and say, Dad, are you ready? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, have you got a mask? I was like, no. And so she got me a mask real quick. And I, I could feel like it was rushed. And I was like, okay, it's kind of weird. But as she puts the mask on me or helps me put the mask on, we start walking back. She's like, okay, they've already made the incision. So if you don't want to see, just don't look to your or look left or something like that. And I was just kind of thinking like, they've started this thing without me. Like, if there's going to be a baby there, did I miss it or whatever? Right. Yeah. I think that was like, the biggest thing for me is I think from the moment we got to the hospital, I'm, I'm okay. Like there's a lot going on and I don't know what to expect. Like I didn't talk to a lot of people or read about a lot or anything when it came to like C-sections and what all that entails and everything like that. I knew bits and pieces, but we get there and like, I'm like, okay, I don't know what's about to go on, but this is kind of like, you know, a little scary and stuff. And then when they take me back for like, they do an, the local anesthetic or the numbing or whatever the epidural and then they also put a catheter in um they like lay you on the table they put up the sheet in front of your face they roll out a tarp on your belly they start like rubbing it down with iodine um and probably a ton of other stuff that i didn't know what was going on but all that's happening and jordan's not in there and like i was really having to like have some strong mental game in in that area because i just feel so like safe and secure when he's there and i know that he's you know, he takes care of me and he's going to make sure everything's like going okay. And I'm just not really like that. Like I just kind of like recluse or I don't even know what the word is like into myself and just like, I don't know. I was just really having to like have a strong mental game to not panic and freak out because so much is being done to your body so quickly and all at once the IV and fluids and the epidural and the catheter and like, you're being poked and prodded poked and pushed. And, yes, and, and like you can, I can feel my body, like your legs start going numb and there's just so much going on to your body that it's just kind of like scary. And, and like I said, I don't do well with like, I've never been high. I've never like, you know, I, I don't even like really like being like drunk or anything like that. I just don't like not having full control of my mind and body and like just being myself and like normal. And obviously this isn't a normal situation. There's just a lot going on. So anyways, I'm having to really focus and, you know, I, they're laying me and they're like about to cut me open. And I knew that. And I was like, is Jordan, are y'all going to get Jordan? And they're like, yeah, we're about to get him. So anyways, that's where the story picks up. He, he came in in the midst of, yeah. of the surgery. Yeah. The incision. No, I've, I've round the corner and the doors open and I kind of see Kemper laying on the table cause I'm coming from her feet side. And I mean, I could see like red kind of just the incision. I, I actually watched some C-section videos before just to be like prepared, but I'm not one to like stare or ooh and awe over that kind of stuff. It doesn't like, I, I have a pretty strong stomach too. So I knew I wasn't going to pass out or anything, but just kind of, I didn't want to really look, but I just kind of glanced and just, I could see, but I didn't, didn't look. Didn't directly look at it. Just yeah. kind of. 
Just a little quick out yeah, of the corner. Yeah, just like, around. okay, she's cut. Y'all yeah. said she was cut and she's cut. <laughs> yeah. So uh, good job. <laughs> but I get up to her head and she's kind of like, she's not out of it because she remembers everything and she's she's able to respond and everything. She's just kind of like talking like this and it's real soft and slow and kind of mellow. And like, so, I, and I don't know, her face, kind of, you're not as like, like colorful as you usually are is kind of like pale i mean you're under these bright white lights and you have people all around it's just like i don't know it's a weird setting but i mean they have to keep it sterile it has to be done they have to be able to see so like i get it they can't be in like a massage room or something like that dark and dim and quiet and whatever but um you were doing good when i got there yes i like i said i was having to really like do some mental focusing and like breathing and not let myself panic and freak out because I could tell that it was there and I just had to kind of channel it and tune it. But um, yeah, I think like me kind of being Zen, I guess like it's like a muscle relax type of situation. I mean, I don't know exactly what an epidural does besides the fact that it numbs you, but I guess maybe it also just kind of like relaxes everything. I don't know. Yes, it, it for sure numbs you because I mean, you do, you couldn't feel anything, could you? Oh, no. And I think that's probably maybe why they uh, don't let the partner come in until after they've made the first cut because I've heard stories about the epidural not working and they made a cut I guess or something and somebody was could feel it but he he before he actually made the cut he ended up saying I guess you're good numb because I just pinched you really hard or you he know yeah or, or whatever so it was like they obviously I guess have learned to maybe check for that before they make that first <laughs> cut but they maybe just do that still just in, just in case and everything so yeah it and this I don't know this part was just kind of it, it happens fast, but then you're also kind of very just like. It feels like time's going on forever, kind of. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of going on forever. And it's like, what am I supposed to do? Do it's we like just in sit slow here? motion in a sense? Yeah, kind of. I kind of like. I kind of want to look to like know how it's progressing or know what's going on. But then again, it's like I don't really care to see all of that. Um, but I mean, he did a good job at keeping us updated. He's like, everything's going good, and the nurses were really good. They were just telling us like, okay, he, he's in, and and then once the baby started coming out, they would say like, oh, we see an arm, we see a leg. There's another arm. Uh, it it was all pretty fast process because I was gonna say from cut the cut open part till you know she was out was probably like what 15 yeah no more than 15 minutes but even yeah. even the whole prepping and process before that wasn't very long either i mean no, it moved 10. pretty quickly so because i mean my water broke at twelve thirty, and she was she was here at three fifteen. so yeah, if i mean that we probably got to the anything, hospital at two i don't know but yeah, one, everything one did move. Third, one yeah close to two probably i guess yeah maybe a little earlier but at one point i remember because the doctor kept updating you at one point before the baby was out he was like, "Okay, are you ready? You're about to, you're about to feel like a Mack truck is sitting on your chest," and we're just kind of like, "Okay, I'm like great, can't and wait." Then, and then we're up, I'm, I'm up by her head, and there's a sheet like right under her neck. So I mean, we just kind of start hearing the table kind of shake a little, and like her body is kind of like whole body is just like <laughs> shake. Like if somebody like grabbed your shoulders and just started shaking you side to side, like that's what my whole body was doing, and. I guess just like I don't, I still don't really know what they were doing, but I guess like pushing on your stomach and just really having to like shake to get that baby out, which is so crazy. And 
she, you know, came out of such a small little hole. Like at the end of the day, like, you know, your, your C-section or my C-section scar is pretty small for a whole human being to have, you know, come out of. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. And they finally got baby out and they're like 315 baby's out or it's a baby girl i don't remember what they said but i just remember them calling out the time and then Kim, i'm sitting up by kemper's head and so they actually bring our baby around kind of like in their hands and they kind of just show it show her to us real quick before they like go fully clean her off and start doing the things that they do they just kind of show her to us and i look over and you don't really remember seeing this part but I could see like her hair and she, babies have this like creamy, cheesy stuff on them. When they come out, they're just kind of covered in it. But I remember seeing the side of uh, this baby's head. This baby. <laughs> and she had like curly, curly hair around like like an old man cut. Like it's just around the sides and the back. Just this curly, curly hair. It's kind of, it looked green because of the way like the white was on the, she has brown hair and so the white was on it and it's kind of looked greenish. And they were like, here's your baby girl. And I just kind of like looked at her and I was like, no. You're like, that's not my baby. That is not my baby. <laughs> also her name, we haven't said, her name is Avali May Ball. Yeah. And so we, we do we've already gotten calls from doctor's offices just saying like, uh, is this the parents of Avela, Avale, um, uh, Avale? Yes. And just really quickly, like the way that I chose her name is it was funny because in high school I was just like doodling on a piece of paper, like baby names and stuff. My name Kemper is obviously kind of unique and um my parents made it up and I just always thought that was like cool my whole life that I just it kind of felt like a sense of like individuality it's like no one else has my name like it's very unique to just like me as a person and I just always thought that was really cool so I wanted my children to have like their very own name it's theirs and it's not anyone else's or you know that we know of anyways or anything like that so um, when Jordan and I got married, I shared the name with him and he was like, Oh yeah, like I love that. So we've just like held on to it for all of these years. So yeah, that's where her name came from. It's pronounced Avalai. A V A L A I. Avalai. May. M A E. Yes. So anyways, they, um, showed us the baby and took her over to the scales to like weigh her and everything. And they were like, dad, Come over here. You tell this part because this is kind of like your the part you've kind of told when we've told people the story. Yeah, right after they show her to us and we see the green hair and they take her over or whatever, they start weighing her and they're like, Dad, come over here. Take pictures. And I was like, no, I don't know that baby. Like, I'm going to stay here with my wife. Y'all do what y'all need to do with the baby. But they were like persistent. They were like, no, you got to come get these pictures or whatever. And so I go over there and just kind of start like hold my phone up and just start taking pictures randomly. And they're like, okay, you got to guess what her weight is. And I'm just kind of like, my wife's over there still like open on on <laughs> surgery table like let me just y'all do y'all and i'll do me i'm gonna go back over there and just be with her this baby's not gonna remember if i was over here or not right. my wife will and so but they're like guess her weight and i was like i don't know she looks she's 
she looks kind of big and they're like yeah she's a big girl and i was like i don't know y'all are better with this stuff than i am i was like eight pounds and then they ended up putting her on the scale and clear it, and she was six pounds 15 ounces yes and we also thought she was going to be big because at my 37 week appointment she was like six pounds four ounces or something like that and so we were like oh man we still have three weeks left like and they say they gain i think like a half a pound a week or a pound yeah. a week or something like that and so we were like oh man she's gonna be big jordan was a big baby he was eight pounds i was seven pounds nine ounces two weeks early so we were like oh man she's gonna be big but yeah she actually ended up only being just an ounce from seven pounds so she wasn't crazy big or anything yes and she was healthy which is always a blessing and um after they get through kind of like weighing her and cleaning her off or whatever they're able to put her back on Kemper and then they will us to uh this recovery room right around the corner where we're supposed to spend an hour to make sure nothing crazy happens with Kemper's vitals or anything like that yes and another question I got was like how did you feel when she was like born or you know like whatever and uh when they said she was out and everything like Nothing specifically triggered my emotions right then, but then I heard her little voice and her little like cry and that just like immediately just triggered like all of my emotions. <laughs> I'm tearing up just thinking about it. And so it was, it was like a, just a little bit of like a, I couldn't <laughs> see her. I could just hear like, you know, it wasn't a human voice. Yeah, yeah. It was like her little, and I'm like, Oh, that's her. Yes. So that was really sweet. But yes, they will you to recovery after for like an hour where it's just you and the baby and, um, your partner and the the nurses and so while we were there they were like do you want to try to breastfeed because that's what we uh the route we have taken is breastfeeding and so they're like oh we can like help you and kind of show you and i was like yeah and so i was thankful that they were there to help and show and you know she has always latched good and eaten good and so that's never been an issue but yeah, yeah, maybe maybe if you're having children, try to latch as early as possible. I don't know it worked for us. Yeah, she this was literally yeah, this was literally like within probably thirty forty five minutes after she came out, we put her up to the breast, and she like to like and it's just crazy that they already automatically know how to like no. suck and yeah. like their mouth like to learn how to just like go or whatever. But yes, I don't know breastfeeding. That's part of part of the many things you have to learn while in the hospital if you're going that route to to and and that's overwhelming and kind of overstimulating like you said it's not just this lack of sleep in the first night or the second night or nurses coming in and out it's like it's a combination of all of it totally. it's you're learning how to breastfeed uh learning how to change diapers is is she pooping enough is she peeing enough trying to then you're like trying to recover you literally were cut open at 3:15 and then actually that same day I don't know if you wanted to tell this part. Yeah. So they do the surgery and she was born at 315 and then you go back to your room and by noon they had me like already out of bed to like stand up and start walking around, which I'm really thankful for because I wouldn't have wanted to just keep laying in the bed. But they say that's like, I'm sure they maybe do it different everywhere, but they say it's like really good to go ahead and get up and start moving around. But it's very like painful and you can hardly move and, you know, you're moving very slowly and you're hurting once the epidural wears off. That's when they get you out of the bed and stuff when your legs aren't numb anymore. But 
So you're, you know, doing all of that and it's just like pretty painful while trying to also breastfeed and uh, sleep and just learning all these like new things and and make sure you eat and just, you know, different stuff is just it's a lot and it is overwhelming. But um, we would do like little walks and it's funny because I think we were only in the hot we were only in the hospital for it was like it was like two and a half days or something yeah. since we went in at the time we did end up being more like two and a half but gosh it felt like we were there for like a week mm. because we would we would like go in the hall and Jordan would like take me to go walk like the halls a little bit but it's just funny thinking back on it because I mean we were shuffling like we were barely yeah. moving and I'm like I'm sorry you're having to walk so slow <laughs> like because yeah. we were just I couldn't go like any faster and stuff and so this is when your mom was or my mom or whoever was watching the baby because you can't leave the baby in the room by, by themselves yes but they did say walking is one of the best things for c-section recovery and so yeah we did it once a day at least while we were there a couple of times maybe one day and yeah you just move whenever you can like getting out of bed's difficult uh trying to bathe is difficult every moving just existing is difficult and then you have this baby on top of that it's just things are challenging in there and then that's just more evidence as to why we chose to have kind of very very close family only um and yeah it was a great decision for us yeah but um the recovery from the C-section, like to say all of that. And it just sounds scary and, and hard and difficult and everything. Like it does get better. I would say that that day after is probably the hardest day. And then from there, it slowly, slowly just like does get better and better. And I think it was probably just even harder. Like for me mentally, like maybe other people don't struggle with it as much, but for me, like I don't like to be, um, like I said, just not functioning in my normal state. Like I don't like to be down and like, I'm like, Oh, I can't move. I can't like work out. I can't do these normal things. And I think that's like just hard for me, you know, mentally and stuff. So I think that that was also like a big part of it as well. Yeah. A lot of questions on like sleep and what that looked like, um, in the hospital. Like we said, people were just coming in and out a ton. And then for me, just obviously hard to get comfortable. Um, it was nice to lay on my back because I hadn't done that in nine months. So I was on my back, but, um, you know, you're, you are kind of in pain and I didn't do any pain medicine. Um, we did like the naproxen, which is like a strong ibuprofen, but no like actual pain medicine and, and stuff. So, um, that, and then, you know, when the nurses or family aren't coming in, you know, the baby may be crying or just different things. So sleep was very minimal for us in the hospital. I think the, in three days we got, it was like five or six hours or something like that in three days. So that was, that was really rough just on top of, of everything else that was going on. Yeah. I know some people also say, or probably wonder, or maybe it's not talked about enough, but like the connection you would feel to this new baby. And I don't know, it just, it, it, we didn't have it as rough of some people just because there was kind of an instant connection for both of us. Um, Once she came out, we you kind of just like you stare at her because you're trying to, I don't know, realize and let it set in. Yeah. Process. Yeah. Like, okay, this is outside of me now. It's been inside of me for nine months. I didn't know what it looked like, what it, what to expect, kind of how big it was, but now it's here and you're just kind of like your mind really needs to digest and just, yeah, 
realize this is mine. This is in the world. This is now something I have to take care of and it's a responsibility. And I mean, she, we're lucky that she was cute. So <laughs> we're like, she's also cute. And yeah. so it makes it easier to look at. And, <laughs> but you just, yeah, you have to learn how to swaddle. And then kind of like Kimber was saying, if the baby is crying, we, she didn't like to sleep in the bassinet. So we would swaddle her and, and rock kind of like rock her for 30 minutes until we thought she was good to sleep and then slowly put her in the bassinet. And then the nurses come in right after that and they're like, sorry, we got to take her and give her some <laughs> a poker and wake her up. And we're like, no. Yeah. Or even like just putting her down and nobody would walk in. She would just start crying. Like yeah. she would start moving and like right. the swaddle would come undone and she'd start crying and then you got to pick her up again and can't get sleep. And so, yeah, the hospital... We, I always say those were weird times. <laughs> they were weird times. But no, like Jordan said, I am thankful that we have just instantly like felt a connection with her and like felt so much love for her. And I know that, you know, people can, it's not even by choice. It's, and that's something I didn't really know or realize, but it's just like hormones and just, you know, so many things going on that and also just this new human that maybe like you don't feel this like connection. And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of times it's out of your control. There's nothing, you're not choosing that, you know, like you can't help what's going on and how you feel and things like that. But all of those things, and I can't speak for everyone, but typically all of those things that you're feeling like do get so much better. So if you do start feeling those things, and I think maybe in the next episode, we'll just do the birth story for this one. And the next one, we'll go into more details of, of being home and, and everything we kind of dealt with there and, and the shock of everything, because that's a whole, you know, other story in itself, but just know the sleep, the hormones, the, the stress, the feelings of any negativity, they are, or just hardships and things like that, like do get so much better. So just don't get discouraged if you're feeling anything, heightened or stressful or any of that in the moment or the days after and things like that yeah there is a lot to talk about and cover on like you just kind of brush the surface and there's there's so many details in there that we'll be able to share with you guys next time um but yeah this was kind of just this was our experience through the birthing process and what it looked like for us and i mean you have anything else you want to add? That's what I was saying. Not that I can think of. Um, yeah, if you guys have any questions that we didn't cover, please feel free to shoot us a DM and ask, and we'll definitely do our best to answer and get back to you guys. And again, we'll definitely um, do our next episode on being home and having a newborn and what that all looks like. It's a lot to dive into. So Yeah. I do remember this one story. We can end on it or you can add to it or whatever, but I don't know why this, this is just part of the hospital experience for me. The one story I remember is like, you kind of check in with each other. Like, is baby okay? We fed her. Okay. This was the time we fed her. Is her diaper changed? Like you just kind of communicate back and forth. Do I need to change your diaper? Did you last time who did it? Whatever. And so I remember one time it was like the middle of the night and uh, we had struggled getting her down or whatever. And so we finally put her into the, we get her asleep and put her in the bassinet. And we ended up getting like, this is like a little span where we got like 30 or 45 minutes, which was a lot at the time of sleep. And uh, I'm laying on this couch over here, Kemper's in the bed and the bassinet's kind of like between us or off to the side. Um, and we kind of both get some sleep and then a nurse walks in and, um, 
And then after the nurse walks out, Kimber's like, okay, it's time to eat. Uh, did you change your dirty diaper? And I was like, I was like, wait, how did you know? How do you know she has a dirty diaper? And she was like, you don't remember her farting? <laughs> it was like, while we were both sleeping, it was like too exhausted to even acknowledge it. But we both know that we heard that yes. she had just done something in that diaper for sure. We put her down. Yes. And I went and got back in bed. And like, next thing you know, you just hear it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> it was so loud. And we're so exhausted that we're, like you, you're laughing in Internally, but like you can't externally yeah. laugh you're yeah. just so exhausted for sure and then also it hurt you to laugh at oh, the time it did that was like another thing is jordan would just <laughs> obviously he makes me i've said this before he makes me laugh all day every day pretty much but he would just say something funny and it would hurt so bad to even <laughs> like any sort of laugh i'm like i i got to the point where i was like I'm really not even joking. Like you, you can't like, you have to stop saying funny stuff. Like I can't handle it. And at one point you said something. And I remember you were looking down and I was like, I held it together. And I was like, you are, you were trying to help me like step into maybe my underwear or something. Cause you were like down below me. And I was like, <laughs> Do not, when I open my <laughs> eyes, do not be looking at me because I can't. I'm going to bust out into laughter and I'm going to cry because it hurts so bad. I do remember that. I do remember that. Because you always think it's funny. Like, I'll react with just a look. I'll give you a look or yes. something. And something happened. You're like, I'm, when I open my eyes, do not be looking up at me. And I just did it. Like, no, I you, had to respect it. And then it kind of made me laugh a little bit because when I opened my eyes, you were just like still looking down. Like, I was looking at the back of your head and I'm like, why is this totally funny? <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> good times. Weird, weird they times. Weird, great, scary weird, good. times. Yes, like so many emotions, so many highs and lows and just a vast variety. But yeah, at the end of the day, like we are incredibly thankful that Avalame was here and is here and she's healthy and just overall great experience just you know obviously there just are those difficult times and moments and we made it out we made it through and i'm thankful for that i'm thankful that you were good in surgery as well and that you're recovering well and healthy yes me too healthy mom healthy baby who knows about daddy dad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm healthy yes Well, thank you guys for being patient. I know it took us a while to get this episode up and going. As you can imagine, it's been pretty crazy and busy around here. But um, yeah, we were excited to come and share this uh, story with you guys. And again, if you have any questions, definitely shoot us a DM and let us know. And we can't wait for next episode to talk to you guys about newborn life and what we've been up to for the past three almost four weeks yeah welcome back to better half season two (laughs) better half party of three Three. hope (laughs) you guys have a great weekend we'll catch you on the next one love you guys bye